I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Good evening, everybody. This is Toby Leary, your host of Rapid Fire. We are really glad you're here. I am the co-owner of Cape Gunworks, and this show is sponsored by Vortex Optics. Go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and you can tune in to listen live and let your conversation be heard. So we will uh, take your questions as they come in through the chat, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or any of the other social media sites that we stream to, like Periscope and Twitch and all that. So while we can, we're still here in the big tech world, and uh, hopefully we'll be here for a long time to come. But we look forward to getting this show going every week. It's a quick hour, and uh, we are really glad you're here, and we want to uh, continue to do these shows for as long as we can. We're happy to have all our sponsors like Hornady and Leupold and Vortex and, and Vault Tech. We have a new sponsor this week as well, U.S. Law Shield. And if you don't have insurance for, you know, in case the worst case scenario happens, uh, I suggest you look into U.S. Law Shield. They're awesome. And uh, I am a card carrying member. So when you, if you were ever in any type of defensive situation, um, you know, where you, you needed to use a gun or any weapon, whether it's a car, a bat, a flaming cat, or, you know, samurai sword, or whatever it is that you use to protect yourself against harm in, a, in an attack, U.S. Law Shield is there to protect you. So don't forget, this is Customer Appreciation Month. We're really excited about this at Cape Gunworks. Uh, we are giving away prizes every single day. So just come in and get your ticket and fill it out and drop it in the ammo can. And we are doing drawings every single day. And not to mention the daily drawings that we have, but we're also doing some bigger giveaways every week for the month of June. So it's pretty awesome. And then it all comes to a crescendo at the end of the month. We have a grand prize giveaway, which is on display at Cape Gunworks. You can come and hold it and look at it if you want. It is a Kimber 84M rifle with a Vortex scope on it. And it is the super lightweight mountain rifle in 30-odd-6. And it weighs about 5 pounds. It's super lightweight. And it is just a beautiful, beautiful gun. It would be the perfect gun to take into the deer woods this fall up north or out west, wherever you're going. And the beauty of this gun is it's also subminute of angle. So it shoots a 1-inch group at 100 yards, even though it is such a lightweight um, rifle and it has got a f compensator on it. It's awesome. And this is like a $2,400 gun. And then we also have a weekly giveaway that we're going to do for the show. We do it every week. And this week we're giving away a beautiful Hornady uh, cooler here filled with like koozies and and tumblers and coffee mugs and all kinds of great stuff inside that. And it is one of those cool waterproof welded zipper 
compute uh coolers for like the canoe trip down river or out on the boat or at the beach it's going to be awesome so um make sure you get in on that uh and register to win we will also have a new um giveaway this week for the rapid fire show and we will tell you what that is as the show progresses so anyway um some questions are starting to roll in here and uh i want to get to those in a minute we have a little bit later in the show we'll be hearing from keith langer because some of you might have noticed as we populate more and more stuff on our website that's probably one of the number one requests we get is is all your product on the website and it's no and is all your product on the website in your store and that's also a no uh, we do have a huge inventory online, but if it's showing up on our website, it is in fact in stock, whether it be in our store or at our distributors. So you can order it and it will either come to us or we have it. If it has a little tag that says on the shelf, we already have it in the store. If it doesn't say on the shelf today, then you're, it'll come in a few days so or a week or so. But anyway... Uh, all that being said, we get a lot of people that want to see the guns that we do have in store or see product that we have in the store online. So we've started selling ammunition online, and we said no ammo shipments in Massachusetts. And we've had a lot of people say, what the heck, man? Why can't you ship ammo to Mass? I'm a card-carrying member of the License to Carry Club, and I don't have you know, anything that would prohibit me from getting ammunition shipped here. And in fact, I get it shipped in from out of state. So why the heck can't I do business locally? And I'm like, yeah, man, what the heck? What's up with that? So we're going to talk to the expert later in the show about that. So um, Keith will answer that as to why the heck we can't ship ammo here in Massachusetts to non-prohibited people. All right. And uh, so we got that coming up. But we also have one of the latest states it is almost like a firestorm every week i feel like there's a new state that has become constitutional carry and the house and the legislature in the state of louisiana has voted to go constitutional carry and so it passed pretty good uh margins and um in the state of louisiana to become constitutional carry but the governor has said that he will veto it, even though he came out as a strong proponent for the Second Amendment. He kind of ran on that pro platform, but the irony is, uh, you know, he has said now that he's going to veto constitutional carry. Hopefully the, the margins that it passed is veto-proof, but we'll see. There's, uh, you know, Jared from Guns and Gadgets did a nice little video on that yesterday. It was worth taking a look at. Um, so check it out check that out but hopefully it it passes and uh you know we'll we're quickly approaching if we haven't already 25 or half the country half the states in the country are going to be constitutional carry and hopefully we'll see more and more added to that list so um we have uh ammunition up on the website we have guns up on the website i also get a lot of questions about are all the guns on the website mass compliant and the answer to that is no. So you go through two roadblocks on your way to the cart when you add a product to the cart, especially with firearms. So if you add a gun that is not mass compliant to your cart, that's kind of on you. you. You went right through two stop signs. <laughs> you just blew right by them, a stop sign and a red light. And you put the 
item in the cart and you paid for it, and then you're going to get a call from us to say, hey, uh, that's a no bueno here in Afghanistan. So you can't you can't have that here. That's too dangerous. Uh, we don't, you know, the politicians wouldn't trust you with a gun like that. So we got all that and more coming up on the other side. And, uh, you know, uh, you want to sit right there. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary. This is the first focal plane Diamondback Tactical. At the intersection of precision and value, the Diamondback Tactical first focal plane rifle scopes deliver an impressive array of features and performance. The XD optical system and fully multi-coated lenses transmit a crisp, bright sight picture. The first focal plane, glass-etched reticle, keeps subtensions accurate throughout the 4X zoom range. Exposed tactical turrets and a side parallax knob give shooters the tools needed for long-distance precision shooting. The single-piece 30mm tube is ruggedly built to withstand recoil and impacts. All strong O-ring seals and nitrogen purging guarantee waterproof and fog-proof performance. Purpose-built to extend your effective range and stretch your dollar, the Diamondback Tactical comes equipped with the features you need at an unbelievable price. And it's covered for life by the Vortex VIP warranty. Welcome back. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. And check us out on the web. Go to capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. You'll see all of our archive shows. And you'll see our sponsorship page as well. All the sponsors of this show, like Vortex Optics, Hornady, and all those other good ones, Vault Tech, and uh, now U.S. Law Shield. So anyway, be glad to uh, help you with any of those products in the store as well. We're big-time believers in all of those products. And uh, we'd love to see you. Uh, you know, take advantage of some of the great stuff they have out there. So anyway, let's get right to your questions. We have a few here that I wanted to talk about. Dave, uh, Davey says he came in yesterday and grabbed a case of nine millimeter. Can you believe it? Is that a typo? Am I reading that wrong, Roy? Do we really have cases of nine millimeter for sale out there? Oh my gosh. Say it ain't. I'm pinching myself right now. I feel like I just woke up from a nightmare and uh that nightmare was we all had all these guns in the in the vault and in the <laughs> safe and none of us could shoot them because we couldn't get ammo but yes the story is true uh davy came down and got a case of nine mil so if you want a case of nine mil jump in the car drive down and then fill out your little ticket to win the free giveaways every day so anyway that is a true story um Chris is wondering if there's any rules concerning thumbhole stocks and uh, or any laws, and not not a stock specifically. As far as I know, there's no laws against any stocks except bump stocks, and uh, that's not even really a law. That's a re- regulation that was found to be unconstitutional. Um, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole at, at this time. But um, they were used to import like rifles that were considered non-sporting rifles, uh, but we consider them modern sporting rifles like an AK-47 for instance they came in after the ban because they didn't have the evil pistol grip uh, they had a thumb hole stock so therefore they were sported sporterized rifles 
and could be sold um, after the ban. So anyway, uh, that's it was a specific ban on importation. So they used those to get around that import ban. So uh, Duncan's wondering if there's any 380 ACP in stock um, or he says he sees it online. So if you see it online, it's in stock. So there's no limits on the anywhere on the uh, on the website. So order away, order away to your heart's content. Um, I didn't. I don't think we had 380 in the store recently, but um, maybe some came in that I don't know about. Although I'll be, I should. I'm sure I'll be told pretty quickly that uh, when it comes in. So uh, yes. You can order that. And uh, Joe wants to know if I can talk about compact revolvers on our list. Um, we have several like revolvers that are, you know, what we consider carry size revolvers. We have some from Charter Arms. We have some from Smith and Wesson. Uh, we have uh, occasionally we'll get a Ruger here or there. We just got a Ruger GP100, which is a full size revolver but this one has a three inch barrel so it's a little bit smaller but it's still a six inch three i'm sorry a three inch 357 magnum and uh pretty nice revolver uh, but it's a little on the big side so the compact or the smaller ones are usually five shot 38 special um, like the charter arms or the smith and wesson model 442 or something like that which a lot of them come with either a shrouded hammer or a bobbed hammer and in some cases you can get them with a hammer uh, but it does tend to snag up if it's a little bit of a if it's more of a pocket carry um, so you want to make sure that um, you have a good inside the pocket holster for those so that your trigger isn't exposed when you grip the gun you can draw it free or if you're using an inside the waistband holster or something to that effect my favorite on the compact revolver list is currently really hard to get ammo not that 357 and 38 isn't hard to get ammo um, but the 22 magnum version the smith and wesson model um it's the 351 pd is uh one of my favorites and it's 22 mag a little one and seven eighths inch barrel and uh there's also a 351 c uh the, the pd has a hammer and a trijicon night sight um the 351 c is a shrouded hammer and uh you know it'll it's double action only so Hopefully that helps, Joe, but uh, there is one really cool gun out there that uh, I like. It's the Smith Wesson 986 in a 2.5-inch barrel. Um, it is a 8-shot 9mm revolver with an unfluted cylinder, so it'll be a little thicker, but, um, you know, if you dress appropriately for it, if you're not going to pocket carry, get a decent holster, but it, it takes moon clips, which I like because it's a little bit quicker to reload them rather than the... 38 special one at a time or you know a stripper clip or a or a uh, you know the strip clip or the uh, uh, speed loaders but moon clips are a little bit quicker so um, anyway uh, we also have a question here from KJ who says in my opinion you purchased a Hellcat in another state where you're a part-time resident and must you register it in the state of mass through the gun portal and I don't believe you need to if you brought it here with you, um, it's my understanding if you shipped it to yourself or you put it on a moving truck or something like that, then you would need to register it. But if you brought it with you when you, after you bought it, you should be good to go. Um, a lot of people don't realize when they live in another state part time, 
that they can legally purchase a gun in that state, especially a handgun, which is the only time you can actually buy handguns across state lines is if you're a resident in another state. So if you are a resident, it behooves you to expand your thinking about what your possibilities are. You know, maybe a gun that you can't get here because it's not on the approved weapons roster, but you could get it in your part-time resident state if you had a, you know, a lot of people are snowbirds and go to Florida in the winter and you can certainly buy the handgun down there if you have a place of residence down there and, and then you could always bring it back with you so that you can end up having a gun that is not on the approved weapons roster and, uh, you know, went with you here in the off season or the high season, I should say. Um, this is a huge source of confusion to most people. They they think that like, oh man, I I didn't realize I could own that gun here. And it's absolutely you can own that gun here. There's no law that says you can't own that gun. There's only a law that prohibits me as a dealer from selling it to you. So that's, that's the unfortunate part. Um, and a lot of people have come into the store throughout the years like, with a gun and they're like, I got to trade this in or can you buy it off me? And I'm like, yeah, why do you want to sell it? Well, because I can't have it here. It's like, why can't you have it here? Well, it's not mass compliant. And I'm like, well, it's, it's not, not mass compliant. It's just that I can't sell it to you. It's, and they're like, they're really confused and, and they're really nervous about it. They say, no, I just want to get rid of it. I'll buy one of these off your shelf. I'm like, look, you really don't have to do that. It's it's perfectly legal to own this gun. No, I want to sell it. It's not on that list. I'm like, jeepers. Okay, I'll take it off your hands, but <laughs> it's not something you have to do. <laughs> I guess we're getting into the machine gun fire here. Um, so anyway, uh, Mike says he saw an HK91 clone on the rifle rack, or was that the M&M M10X? It could have been either. I had both on the shelf last Saturday, Mike, but there is a HK91 clone, but it's the uh, PTR32, it's called, and it takes 762 by 39, and it takes AK-47 mags, which so does the M&M M10X rifle. Um, I will say that we're having some, still having some trouble with the M10X rifles. I think they're a phenomenal gun, and they have a great amount of potential. The gun is really uh, just a great design, but we are still having some reliability issues and and uh, some you know bolt issues. Uh, they've done a good job in replacing bolts that have broken, and there's other people who have no issues with them whatsoever, and then there's some that have little issues here and there. In my opinion, it's a gun worth working through the kinks to get it to run smooth because of the versatility of it. As far as I know, other than the CMMG Mutant, there's really no modern rifle that takes AK mags, and it's kind of a nice hybrid between an AK and an AR that's mass legal. Um, I wish there was, but you know maybe someday we'll be able to f figure out how to sell the, uh, the uh, what's it called, the IWI um, Ace, and that would be awesome because that takes AK mags. But I just got to make sure it's not a similar or uh, copy. It definitely doesn't have interchangeability with the uh, AK-47 platform. So, uh, But we'll check that out. That's something that's on my to-do list. Hey, Jason, how are you? And uh, Tim's saying, what are my thoughts on the AccuPoint 1-6? to 
I am a huge fan of the AccuPoint 1 to 6, the Trigicon AccuPoint. I have the 1 to 4 on my one of my ARs, and I actually wish it was the 1 to 6, but that 1 to 4 even is phenomenal. And originally I bought it because uh, I had a really dark scope on my uh, muzzle loader, and at last light, a deer came out, and I saw it, and I was going, went to shoot it, and I brought the muzzle loader up, and my 3 to 9 power scope, I could not see the deer through the scope. So it drove me absolutely crazy. I ran out, I bought a Trigicon AccuPoint 1 to 4 and uh, put it on my muzzle loader, much to the amusement of a lot of my fellow gun people that were cracking up that I put a high-end AR scope on my muzzle loader. But I, it gathers light. It's a very bright and crystal clear scope, reticle. And mine actually fogged up a bit in the last few years, and I sent it back to Trigicon, came back good as new. So uh, they're, they're a stand-up company, and their product is excellent. The AccuPoint is phenomenal. The beauty of it is there's no batteries. So the AccuPoint is tritium fiber optic, and it gathers light really well. And in low light conditions, you can still see the dot or the crosshair, whatever you know reticle you choose. But yeah, I'm a big fan of it. So Jason wants to know if we have any AR-22s, the Smith & Wesson. I don't know if I have any left. We had a few this weekend, but um, if you if you uh, want to buy buy one, I would do a special order because I know I have some coming in. So go ahead and do that. And Davey's like, what? What the heck? I have a house in Maine. Well, Davey, you're sitting on a gold mine. So <laughs> Now, there's certain limitations to that. You can't bring back assault weapons. You can't bring back suppressors and stuff that are outright banned. But um, you can you know, buy a Glock or, you know, I know uh, Tom O'Reilly would be doing a uh, the evil stamp, you know, the whatever his name was, the, what was that guy? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I can't remember the, the guy, the lady had to spin yarn and guess his name, Rumpelstiltskin, that's what it is. He'd be doing a Rumpelstiltskin dance if he knew you could buy a Glock out of state and bring it back. But anyway, I digress. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Rugged and extremely clear, Loophole Performance Eyewear filters out harsh light while dramatically reducing glare. Whether you're hiking through the backcountry, dialing in at the range, or navigating the daily grind, Loophole's crystal clear lenses will keep your eyes protected and your vision fresh all day long. Learn more about Loophole Performance Eyewear at loophole.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. 
so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltechSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back. This is Toby Leary, your host of Rapid Fire, our weekly show. All things firearms, guns, Second Amendment, freedom, self-defense, and whatever else we want to talk about. That's the beauty of the show. We can go any direction we want. So, uh, And this segment is sponsored by Keith G. Langer. He specializes in Second Amendment law, trusts, and civil litigation. Keith is available by appointment for legal consultation. Please call 508 508- 384-8692 or visit kglanger.law.com that's kglangerlaw.com the the question this week is i get tons of questions about shipping ammo through the mail especially here in massachusetts and we were wondering what is the law that says why we can or can't ship ammo through the mail in massachusetts well, that's an excellent question. What law actually exists? Uh, like the assault weapons ban issued by Diktat in 2016, it's largely the fabrication and decree of an attorney general as opposed to anything enacted by any legislature. Hmm. What they are trying to claim applies is Chapter 14122B. That says no person shall sell ammunition in the Commonwealth unless duly licensed. Fine. So if you're buying online, is the sale taking place in the Commonwealth? Not according to the Uniform Commercial Code, which is adopted in Massachusetts law in Chapter 2, Section 106, because a sale takes place when there is, quote, the passing of title from the seller to the buyer for a price. Well, let's review. Where is the sale made? At the seller's place of business, outside the state. Where was the order processed? At the seller's place of business, outside the state. Where does title pass, i.e., freight on board? It passes outside the state when the shipper gives it to UPS or FedEx. Hmm. Where is payment made? At the seller's place of business outside the state when they process your check or, far more likely, your credit card. So the entire nexus of the sale at all pertinent points, where does the transaction take place? Outside the state. So now, even if I'm a brick and mortar retailer in the state, you're saying the transact spirit of the transaction takes place outside of the state, or are you just referring to out of state businesses? I'm talking sell? about out of state sales. Okay. If you're a brick and mortar 
store in Massachusetts, then you are quite clearly under Massachusetts law, which is uh, 14122B. So if you're a brick-and-mortar store, it's really not an issue because you're selling to people in Massachusetts. Yeah, and so that I brought that up to my local licensing authority when uh, we were told to shut down last COVID, you know, uh, shutdown happened. And I said, okay, we're still going to ship ammo throughout the state. And he handed me a piece of paper that said that it must be, you know, a, a license must be presented at the time of sale in hand. And so therefore you can't mail ammo within the state of Massachusetts. And so I said, really? And I tried to research it. I couldn't come up with chapter and verse of where that was true. And I didn't know if it was like a CMR, um, Commonwealth of Mass. Uh, registration or, you know, regulation or something like that. But I sincerely doubt that your local police come up with an actual citation to law hmm. because you are duly licensed to sell ammunition in the Commonwealth. The concern is that by selling through the mail, you don't know that the person who is receiving it is duly licensed. And that's where this all started from. Hmm. Some kid got a hold of daddy's credit card and ordered some items from one of those big, inane online dealers. We're not talking serious dealers like Midway. We're talking about the dealers that are like the J.C. Whitney of the firearms world. You know the two I'm talking about. Yep. Anyhow, never mind ammunition. They were selling stuff that was flat out illegal if the person had an LTC, like nunchucks and throwing stars. So, the shipment comes, Mommy opens the box and finds all this stuff that the kid ordered and goes berserk. Calls the AG, calls Susan Warnick, they do the whole I-team investigation, da-da-da-da-da, and that's where that whole thing started. That was under uh, Marsha Coakley, mm -hmm. and it certainly hasn't changed any under Mora. But that's what started it. Hmm. And the bottom line is, it wouldn't make any difference if the buyer had an LTC, because they're shipping stuff that's flat out illegal in Massachusetts anyway. Plus, it was the seller's failure to confirm the age and the LTC. Because when this nonsense started, I tried to order some ammunition. They didn't want to do it because they didn't know. I said, look, I understand your problem. I know where you're coming from. What is your fax number? Because we weren't doing PDFs back in 1999. I scanned my LTC, both sides, faxed it off to them. Voila, my ammo came. Hmm. Because they had done their due diligence, unlike the morons who shipped ammunition and a throwing star to a 14-year-old who got daddy's credit card. Right, right. So you're saying if we could figure out uh, you know, a way to capture their license and portal, then there would be no law restricting us from shipping ammo to that person, you know. Well, you're a licensed state. seller. Right. And they're in Massachusetts, so you're not dealing with out-of-state sales, which is a different issue, which is under the UCC. Mm -hmm. uh, the out-of-state sales is an issue. The problem with the sales in-state, not in-person, is verification. And there are no standards for verification. That's why the police said, no, you can't do it unless you're face-to-face. -face. And you can't do face-to-face -face because gun stores aren't deemed uh, necessary 
under the great COVID edict, right? which they eventually lost in court, you will recall. Oh, yeah. So, but as Mel Gibson so famously said, everything's illegal in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. So we will certainly have to take another hard look at our official policy because I don't like to give, uh, you know, power to anyone where they don't have any, especially if they're just telling me something that isn't the law, you know, just because they tell you to do something doesn't mean it's the law. But um, I also don't want to, you know, put ourselves on the chopping block. But that's good to know that. uh, And that was always my argument. I'm a licensee, you know, a license holder here. I have the license to sell ammunition. So why can't we? And uh, goal is the one that told me that we could. And then when the, you know, local guys shut us down, they said we couldn't and showed us some piece of paper that I have no idea where it was, but I assumed it was law. And I guess it wasn't. It was just some policy or something. But never assume it's the law when it's coming from the AG or the police department, because it's generally a diktat. Mm. Your problem is your sales license exists at the whim of the police chief, just like our LTCs do. Sure. That's why from town to town, you will find variations in what Walmart sells regards firearms. I know in Walpole, they're very, very limited. Right. Uh, so you don't want to put your business at risk. Right, right, right. Yeah. For, for, for an insignificant sale through the mail to somebody eight towns away. That makes sense. Uh, when all this nonsense started, uh, an, an ad hoc group of dealers went to court to challenge it. That was when Riley started enforcing what was really uh, Scotty Harshbarger's pogrom. And they took it to court, lost, and then they fumbled the appeal. They Mm. never took it. Mm. And, of course, the interesting thing is the dealers made windfall profits on this. This was the Firearms Dealers Relief Act for Massachusetts, because by eliminating most of the interstate sales, it eliminated most of the competition for Massachusetts dealers. Hmm. Interesting. That's before your time, of course. Yes, well before my time. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, not at all. But, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely pro-freedom. So, you know, I don't care if someone buys from us or buys from online. If, I, if my prices aren't competitive enough that people would want to come purchase from me, then I deserve to, I deserve the fate that I get. But... Keith, that's wonderful uh, analysis as always, and I appreciate that. And we will certainly continue to send people your way. And if you need Keith's services, make sure you get in touch with him. We'll post the uh, link to his website and the phone number if you need him. So thanks so much, Keith, and we'll talk to you next time. See you next week, Toby. Have a good one. You too. Thanks so much. Well, you know, I learn something new every time from (laughs) talking to Keith. It's amazing. Uh, you know, and it's great to have him on our side. And if you if you need, he's not the type of guy you want to have to use. But if you need him, he's the guy you want in your corner. So uh, give him a call. We'll go ahead and post his number in the chat and uh, as well as on the uh, his email. So interesting. So maybe some brighter days are ahead for us here in Massachusetts if uh, you know we take a peek at at that. Obviously, we got to um, talk with him offline about that, but. Uh, that would be great if we could ship product here in Massachusetts. I'd love to do that. And certainly we send a lot of a lot of other products here in Massachusetts. So, um, you know, even if you're looking for guns and you're not in the local area, we can always 
uh, shipped to your local gun dealer and they'll charge you a, trans a transfer fee um, for that. So we got a lot of questions rolling in um, and about a subject that we talked about a couple probably months ago at this point with Keith about uh, Glock handguns and whatnot. So uh, if I have some people who are new to shooting and they see the Glock on the roster and they're like, I want to get a Glock. It's on the mass approved weapons roster. Well, I'll just, I want to grab one of those. And then they go to all the gun stores and nobody has Glocks. Why is that? Well, the reason is because there's another list and I use that in air quotes, that word list in air quotes, because there's really no such list, but the AG has a list or a list of regulations that apply to guns and like they have to pass these tests which Glock has passed all the tests but then they're subject to you know grip size and trigger pull and safe manual safety and loaded chamber indicator and magazine disconnect and and the perfect storm of combination of parts all has to be present so that you can sell the gun um, and Glock has something on the extractor that bulges out when it's loaded but they refuse to call it a loaded chamber indicator so therefore it doesn't meet the attorney general's regulations because it doesn't have a quote-unquote loaded chamber indicator actually it does but they don't call it that and so therefore we can't sell it and that's all it comes down to folks and I know Glock has been bitten twice by the state so they're probably not gonna they're once bitten twice shy there as the saying goes they're not gonna probably push that because they get a decent amount of law enforcement business out of this state oh and by the way law enforcement is exempt from the attorney general's regulations so the attorney general regulations are under the consumer protection act and so basically the gun has to be safe in order to sell it in massachusetts so there's a couple of random uh, arbitrary rules that they put in there to make sure that they are safe for you the the gun owner in massachusetts and anyway uh there you have it so more on the other side you're listening to rapid fire i'm toby leary stay tuned we'll be right back Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Snap Safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Rapid Fire, our weekly show and podcast on all things Second Amendment, firearms, and self-defense, sponsored by Vortex Optics. And we are glad to have you here. 
talking with us. And if you want to be a part of the discussion, make sure you go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to be a part of the show. You'll be alerted when we're recording the show live and you can type into the chat and we will get to your questions. So um, let's do that. Let's get to your questions. Davey says he's in the same boat and he wants a new Glock 20 more than anything. More than anything. Wow. So there are a couple of ways. I had a couple questions. How do I get a Glock in Massachusetts? And uh, so here's the way you do it. Number one, you buy a pre-ban Glock Gen 2 or older. And it, it means that it had to have been manufactured prior to 98. And uh, we can transfer that in. We can receive it. And we can sell it to you. Um, and so if you get a Gen 2 or older Glock, we can go ahead and transfer that to you. So that was it predates this edict or this law change or whatnot or the Attorney General's regulations. So therefore, we can sell it. Number two is you can buy one from that's out there in circulation through private sale. So if your buddy has a Gen 4 Glock and he got it however he got it through moving here or from uh, you know another private transfer or there were even gun stores that no longer exist that sold Glock, brand new Glocks because they were on the approved weapons roster and uh, they sold them. So there's Glocks in the state and you, you can definitely get one through private transfer totally legal no problem whatsoever and uh, you can you can get get one that way the third way is you know law enforcement as I mentioned before the break is exempt from the uh, attorney general's regulation so if they have one in their collection and they decide they want to sell it and you want to buy it then you can certainly buy it from them uh, obviously you can't possess the high cap mags but you can certainly um, you know, possess the gun. There's no law that says you can't have it. And then lastly is you can build your own. So Massachusetts does not consider a frame a firearm. The feds do. So if you have a, say, a Glock frame or at a gun store you see one or one gets transferred into the gun store, we can do a, we can do a transfer of a frame. Uh, and it, it doesn't consider it a firearm. So you do the background check, the federal background check, the 4473, and then after you build it into a uh, firearm and it goes bang, then you register it. You have seven days to register it after you build it. So that's how you do it. Those are the options. And in our store, we sell the Polymer 80 uh, frame kits as well, which are 80% lowers of, say, Glock Gen 3, Glock, pistols and we have the I believe we have the large frame which is the Glock 20 or 21 we also have the um, Glock 19 and Glock 17 size and I believe we even have the Glock 26 size so we have a big variety of polymer 80 frames in stock which are not considered a firearm by the feds at this time but there is obviously a lot of talk right now about changing the rules as we go like the ATF is really good about changing rules at the whim of whatever administration is in office at the time we saw that with the Trump administration in the bump stocks we saw that with um, a lot of other stuff uh, so you know in the past but under the Obama administration with say pistol braces they went you can you can't you can you can't now you can so uh, they change at the whim almost of 
you know, whatever administration wants and whoever's driving the bus. And this is why, you know, uh, someone like David Shipman, who's being uh, confirmed in the Senate uh, by the by the Senate, whatever committee it is that confirmation hearings that they're doing as head of the ATF, someone who's as overtly anti-gun as he is, um, it would be a tragedy, frankly, if someone like that got in as director of the ATF, because it's just, you know, there there's no checks and balances there. So basically, a lot gets done without laws being created um, under that. So they enforce law uh, regulations as they change, and they've changed quite a bit. And there's still a lot of stuff up in the air right now. We also have the Polymer 80 pistol kit version. So it's like a, it is already a lower, a serialized lower or a serialized frame of like a Glock pistol, but it's the Polymer 80 version. And in my opinion, I actually like it better than the Glock uh, frame. I know I just blasphemed in a lot of people's ears right now, but I do like the grip texture. I like the beaver tail and I like the undercut of the mag I mean, the trigger guard a lot better on the P80 kit. So these are serialized lowers. You do the 4473, pass through background check, and then you build it yourself. And once it's a gun, it goes bang, you register it. So there you go. Um, That's how you get a Glock in the state of Massachusetts. So, uh, yeah, don't forget also we have tons of license to carry classes. So I see some questions and comments from people who are new gun owners or people who are just getting into guns per se. And if you haven't, got your LTC, make sure you sign up for an LTC class. We have several per week and we have tons of other classes. The month of June is packed with classes. We have first shots. We have a new intro to pistol accuracy class. We have all kinds of classes. We have the USCCA concealed carry and home defense class. So you want to get signed up for a class, learn how to use your gun, be a safe and responsible gun owner. Um, It's silly to think that just because you have a license to carry that you're you know how to use your gun safely and efficiently so get signed up you're going to want to do it you're going to want to be a responsible gun owner in the face of our communities out there and and show other people what responsible gun ownership looks like by taking a class and we would love to help you with that all right we will be right back after this uh thanks so much for listening you're listening to rapid fire i'll be right back i'm toby leary This is the first focal plane Diamondback Tactical. At the intersection of precision and value, the Diamondback Tactical first focal plane rifle scopes deliver an impressive array of features and performance. The XD optical system and fully multi-coated lenses transmit a crisp, bright sight picture. The first focal plane, glass etched reticle, keeps subtensions accurate throughout the 4X zoom range. Exposed tactical turrets and a side parallax knob give shooters the tools needed for long distance precision shooting. The single-piece 30mm tube is ruggedly built to withstand recoil and impacts. Strong O-ring seals and nitrogen purging guarantee waterproof and fog-proof performance. Purpose-built to extend your effective range and stretch your dollar, the Diamondback Tactical comes equipped with the features you need at an unbelievable price. And it's covered for life by the Vortex VIP warranty.
Welcome back, everybody. This is Toby Leary. I'm your host of Rapid Fire, the quick show every week in New England. How many people are talking about guns on the air these days over the radio waves? Not too many. So hopefully you appreciate it. And uh, we love to do it. And I like to talk about guns. What am I supposed to say about that? I like cool guns. I like collecting them. I like shooting them. And uh, I believe they're a great tool for self-defense. And I believe they are a necessary fixture in Americana. And thankfully, the forefathers recognized the right from God to defend ourselves against evil. And they said, arms are a good way of doing that. And they put into the Constitution and the Bill of Rights uh, the Second Amendment uh, and said, yeah, those guys out there who vote us into office are never going to be able to, we're never going to be able to take their guns away. It shall not be infringed. And then as time went on, they said, just kidding. We're going to infringe and walk all over it. We're going to stomp them into the ground and uh, make it look like nothing we originally intended. And uh, then we got to fight to get our rights back. That's the way it goes. And so here we are fighting the good fight week after week. So let's do it. And uh, if you're a new gun owner, you're now a part of that fight. And my hat's off to you. I don't care your political affiliation. I don't care what skin color you are. I don't care uh, what you identify as. If you're a gun owner, the Second Amendment, Second Amendment is for you. And, uh, you know, it's for all Americans. And interestingly enough, the Second Amendment not only is for you as a citizen, but if you're a permanent resident alien here, we extend those rights to you, which I think is unbelievable frankly you know that was something that was so shocking to me as a new gun owner all those years ago um was now wait a minute you don't even have to be a citizen and you can own guns in america yeah that's true so we afford the god-given right to self-defense to i think it's it really proves the acknowledgement of the fact that you know this isn't something man grants us it's something that comes from our creator and so uh, that's why it's extended to uh, so many, so many people, uh, not just citizens. Obviously, if you're here temporarily, you, you're not going to be able to get a gun unless it's for a hunting trip or something like that. But anyway, there you go. All right, so we have a winner for this week's giveaway of our Hornady cooler, which is awesome, just in time for summer. And by the way, we have a ton of really nice igloo coolers here at the at the shop or the coleman coolers and we have some on wheels we have the big ones for the boat we have the big ones for the beach the back of the pickup truck and they're a phenomenal price i got a great deal on them so if you need a good cooler for this summer um you come on down to cape gunworks because they're they're a great price i promise you they're a lot cheaper than online and uh we got a great deal i bought a bunch so um anyway this week's giveaway, uh, the Hornaday Cooler with all the good stuff in there. And this is the first uh, giveaway that I'm actually really jealous about. I, I've been hoarding this thing for myself for a little bit, and I was going to keep it. And I said, nah, that's not right. Hornady donated it. I'm going to do the right thing and pay it forward. So this week's winner is Mike McGinnis. You're the winner of the Hornady Soft-Sided Awesome Cooler. Congratulations. So we will give you a call and you can come pick it up with your wonderful 
winnings. And uh, don't forget, Customer Appreciation Month, we're giving away something every day. So after this show is done, we're going to pull a name out of the hat for uh, today's giveaway. Yesterday, we had a guy win 100 rounds of 9mm. Holy shnikes, you guys are giving away 9mm? <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. So it was it was pretty cool. So uh, Tom's wondering if we do any red dot milling, and the answer is yes. We can handle that for you. Um, so if you want to bring in your gun, we'll, we'll, we don't do it in-house. I will ship it out, but we ship it out to trusted sources. So if you need one cut for a red dot optic, by all means, come on down. And Max wondering if I have any of the Glock 19 frames in flat, flat dark earth, and I'm almost positive we do. So, uh, yeah, come on down for one of those, and we'll get you squared away. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we do. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, Davey was wondering if he's buying a gun online, should we call the shop before trying to transfer it? And I, I think it's it's definitely recommended. So if you call the shop and say, hey, I'm interested in getting this transferred in, we can tell you real quick, oh, those are no-go in Massachusetts, or they are, you know, yeah, bring it in. So a lot of times we'll just get an FFL request from another dealer and say, hey, can you, someone bought a gun from us, can you send us your FFL? I say, okay, sure, what are they transferring in? Oh, it's uh, the mass compliant MMP 15. I said, uh, the 22, and they're like, no, the MMP 15, the mass compliant version. I go, yeah, well, the mass compliant version hasn't been mass compliant since 2016 when Maura Healy woke up and said you can't own AR-15s anymore. So that's a leftover floating around there. And they're like, oh, okay. So, you know, it, it saves a lot of time and money for the customer if you just check with us before you buy the purchase, you know, make the purchase. Because some places charge a restocking fee. And at the very least, you're probably going to charge, get charged shipping both ways. And uh, so you'll be out a hundred bucks or something. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that if, uh, if you, you know, if you can help it. It, it, it'll just take a five second phone call and, and be able to do it. So anyway, uh, yeah, hope, hopefully that helps. Um, interestingly enough, New York I, I was reading today that New York is seeking to be able to sue gun makers and hold them accountable for violent crime in inner cities. They want to basically say that the manufacturer didn't do enough to keep those guns from falling into criminals' hands, and therefore they want to be able to sue the gun maker and recover you know, damages to the, to the person who got shot. And uh, if you ask me, I think this is utter insanity. And, you know, that's like saying we're going to be able to sue the pool maker when a kid drowns in a pool or to sue the the car manufacturer because a drunk driver, you know, wiped somebody out on the road or a motorcycle manufacturer when somebody wipes out on their motorcycle. It Where does that end? Where does that logic even come from? And especially when it comes to something as important as firearms and the Second Amendment rights that we have, uh, if you know, if it isn't just so overtly blatant what certain groups of people are trying to do when it comes to guns, and uh, I don't know if any of you caught any of the ATF hearing, you know, David Chipman confirmation hearings at the Senate level last week, and uh, some of it was unbelievably eye-opening. And they said, what's your definition of assault weapon? And uh, this was Senator Kennedy. And, 
And uh, he says, well, it's whatever the law is. No, what's your definition? He wouldn't answer the, what the definition of assault weapon was. But number one. Number two, uh, he, they said, what about an AR-15? And he said, well, the AR-15 is what was issued to me when I was with the ATF SWAT team. So, yeah, I want to see it banned. And it's like, well, wait a minute. The fact that the ATF has a SWAT team that carries that gun is the reason that I should be able to or allowed to own it. And, you know, it doesn't say in the Constitution that the Second Amendment shall not be infringed for law enforcement. It's for us, the citizens. That's my contract with, you know, America, frankly. So, yeah, it was very disheartening to see how politicians view the Second Amendment through the lens of we're hoping to have it banned soon. Uh, but I wrote an article on that on the Howie Carr Show Radio Network if you want to go check it out about how the Second Amendment is now a second-class right. You can check that out on their website. And, uh, yeah, so, guys, it was always, as always, it's been great talking with you. And uh, I'd love to see you again uh, next week. And hopefully, if you miss it, get it on the podcast. And if you want to share it and tell others about it, that would be great. We'll grow as more and more people listen. So, uh, love you guys, and I'll see you next week. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Thanks so much.